This is Hypothetical Help with Scott and Terpster, neither of whom are actual therapists or counselors. Any advice given on this show is truly hypothetical. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Hypothetical Help, episode 64. It's the Hypotendo 64. Terpster? That's, that's, it's, it's, I never thought we'd get here, Scott. I know. I remember when, you know, you approached me. I was, I was, you know, down and out of Malak. I was drinking heavily in a, in a, in a dive bar, as they say in America, um, or as we say over here, McDonald's. Um, and is that true? Well, we, you can get booze in, in, in like European McDonald's. I did not know that. In the that. UK, we're as Puritan as you, sadly. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Um, so yeah. you can really, yeah. wow. All right. I know. Anyway, and you said to me, hey, Terps, we got to get the band back together. <laughs> I said, Scott, my days of helping people are long over. Look at me, Scott. I can barely help myself. <laughs> and, I remember um, those. Those were heady days yeah. when you. And um, you said, we can do it. And I said, Scott, I can't even see us. <laughs> being able to do 63 episodes and you said we're not even going to do 63 episodes i said well what are we going to do and you said 64 that's right 64 and that was it. i remember because it's very cinematic mm-hmm. um and i like that a lot <laughs> and uh why have we got a new theme song it's, all it's, right so it's freaking out it's pretty cool this is it's super trippy right i want to give some credit where it's due big thanks to dominic tiling uh or tilling i'm not sure how you say his name probably tilling uh, for this super rad new intro, and it's uh, kind of—I don't know—I like—I like it. It's a little spacey, a little trippy, a little uh, trancy, Ooh. you know. It's a little less of the old, uh, the old ding dong. I mean, this was the old one. This is no, hypothetical. that's not it. Hold on, this one. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. you and I were so going this, to the this, club. So that's an original creation for us. Yeah, for us on our 64th episode, which, as it turns out, wow. is our hiatus episode before we do these again. Wow, there you go. <laughs> that's freaking me out, Scott. I mean, that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Uh, I'll allow it. Huge, huge thanks, Dominic. That was awesome that you put that together, and we really like it. So when we uh, come back off hiatus, we will surely uh, be using that. We'll use that right away, right right again. Um, so what is all this hiatus talk? We should probably explain that real quick. So uh, we like the number 64. It's a cool number. It's, yeah. uh, it represents it's five a, off being an amazing number, yeah, but it's pretty cool. It's a good point. Um, but, but it's there, and there it is, and it looks good, and it's staring right at us, and it's a, you know... It's a it's a cool tech term too. Sixty four bits, sixty four bit processing, six, Nintendo sixty four. Like I said before, like uh, the, the Jaguar sixty four. Remember that? Oh, that was a thing Atari made that probably Europeans never saw. Anyway, no, I never. I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. But I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it never showed up there. But anyway, so yeah, we're we're putting the show on us on a on a hiatus. We don't have the exact time on it yet. It won't be. I don't think we'll be as long as our original hiatus between the original stuff and then this new oh, sixty four no. run. I hope not. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but we wanted to make sure that you guys knew and knew why we were doing it. So what happens a lot of times is new projects pop up and new opportunities arise, and one of those happened to be Terpster and I working on a series of lore episodes for the World of Warcraft podcast, the instance more specifically making them kind of standalone in a lot of ways. They'll end, up, they'll end up airing there, but we want to make them for sort of the hardcore lore fans that want more of that stuff, and apparently many do, after we aired our first sort of uh, pilot version of that. And um, you can hear that at theinstance.net if you haven't heard it before. That'll give you an idea of what we're talking about. But um, we want to put a bunch of those together and make a really rad bunch of those. So that's the goal. That means 
uh, effort needs to be shifted into that direction. And that likely means that we will, I mean, we're not just going to piggyback on the hypothetical help Patreon, uh, likely start its own sort of thing. Um, we'll get, have plenty of details to you before the first one goes up. But Because uh, obviously we, we already know it. We're just teasing it. We, it's not that we haven't figured anything out yet. No, no, we've got um, it all worked out. It's all figured out. It's yeah. all figured out. I got a whiteboard. But in all fairness, it's, yeah. yeah, it's just got to that point now where I think it would be really fun to try and do something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but equally, we, we love hypothetical help and we'd love to keep doing it. So um, this isn't the end. Yeah. And here's this the, is merely a breather. That's right. I think. Taking a break. I think. Taking a break. I agree as well. And here's the thing. when This is the nice thing about the way we do this show. And that's the reason we set it up this way. The way it works right now, those who are contributing their Patreon, they only get charged when there are episodes. So it's not like you're going to be on some monthly can't get out of it deal in the mm. in the midst of a hiatus. You just yeah, don't. Up. Yeah, we, we don't. <laughs> yeah, I was Terps just thinking. Hmm, we're going to just stop doing that. it yeah. and still get paid. That's true. But we're not. But it doesn't work that way. You don't they actually call that get the American dream. Exactly. So you don't even have to leave the thing. You can just stay there. And then when a new episode comes up, eventually, then you're, oh, here it is again. And it picks right back up, but it never charged Maybe you Why in the, the heck am I getting billed for, oh, actually, oh, it's okay. New episode. I'm okay, I with, see. It. I'm okay mm. with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, our goal is to, to, to figure that out at some point. But yeah, 64 episodes in, that's about the, the goal we wanted. We're here. We're, we're having it. And we got a great episode planned today. I got a little something special to share with you if you'd like to hear it. Uh, I'd always like to hear Someone it. threw this together. I'll just play it and let it speak for itself. Here you go. Wow. I, I promised myself I wouldn't cry, Scott. You know what? Are you tearing up? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. A little bit emotional. It's hard not to feel the feelings. Because I think it is clear that if there's one thing I want people to take away <laughs> is that up until my final days, my penis was fully working and that I'm definitely not gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, wow. That's... <laughs> now it's forever, uh, I don't know, it's forever etched into history as a song and um, mm. will live on forever. Your grandchildren will... They can hear that yeah. thanks to the magic of uh, internet archiving. Mommy, tell uh, me about Grandpa's flaccid penis. Oh no, no, son. <laughs> I don't need to. I don't, I don't need to. It was never flaccid. Never, never. <laughs> Strong tradition in this family of robust wangs. So, all right. Well, anyway, thanks for making that that anonymous person who made that. I don't, that was good. I that was a, actually very. Good. <clears throat> I don't have a name, but somebody made that. All right, we're going like to do uh, we're going to do good. a couple of questions today. Let's start with this one. It is about old friends saying goodbye and a robot Reddit. So here you go. Assalamu alaikum and hello Scott and Terps. I've recently begun my first year of junior college, looking to quickly finish up my general ed before transferring to a university. With my coming of age, I grow more enthusiastic about moving out of my small sleepy town into the cruel uninviting world to make something of myself, but for the past few years one thought has been troubling my adult millennial mind. Most all my life, 
I've belonged to a tightly knit group of friends who've been bound by a blood brotherhood pact since our edgy middle school years. With the prospect of college and possibly even immigration to faraway lands, the fortitude of this pact is being drawn into question. Recently, one of my best friends revealed that he'll be leaving to join the Air Force in December. With this in mind, I've started to consider the inevitable death of our already eroding friendships, and became curious as to just what will become of these old, childhood friends. With all the newfangled ways of keeping in touch with people from all over the world, should I expect to keep these friends for many years to come by means of the almighty internet? Or, should I accept that, at some point in our lives, we all need to go our separate ways, and bid farewell to even our closest of comrades? Would love to hear your advice on this issue. You guys are the perfect way to pass the time between bus rides. Love the show. Best regards, Devlin. <laughs> Terpster, I'm really feeling it today. I mean, I, I, I'll be honest with you, Scott. I've, I've got no idea what any of that was. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure stuff happened, but basically, it was like, was it? Was the robots friends? The robots friends had grown up. Yeah. And he was wondering, you know, what now? Well, here's what it is. You, okay, you went to school, primary school, yep. right? You went to... Yeah, I went to all the schools. All the schools, university, all of it. Yeah. And um, during that time, as did I, and during that time, you made uh, many friendships, especially for me, it was especially during my high school years, the ages of like 15 through 17 to 18. Those were, those were my most formative friend years. And at some point, everybody kind of goes a different direction. Like you may hang out a summer or two. You might see each other at each other's weddings or something because you remember, oh, you should invite so-and-so. We used to hang out all the time. But eventually it just sort of peters off and you're not, you're just not around anymore for each other. So that's the point of this is he's got this group of friends who has, as he put it, had a blood pact. I don't know what that, if that's literal or what, but it sounds like they were, you know, the, the tightest of friends in their junior high years, which would have been like sixth to eighth grade. And, uh, now they're all going these different directions and he's, and he's bracing for it wondering if that's okay or if yeah. in today's today's miraculous internet age he, they don't need to feel that way they can just stay in touch now I think um, I think it is I think that is possible yeah. I think that is very possible I think we have to remember you know people like you know I think it was said best by Fleetwood Mac oh. and they said that you can go your own way I think that's that's always you know, important to remember that you can. Unless you're Fleetwood Mac and the solo careers never worked out that great. Well, I guess it did for what's her name. She did all right. Yeah, Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks did okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But they think, but but, think, but generally speaking, go your own way is is not great advice if you're in a band, but it's great advice if you're if you're anything else, probably. Right? I think so. Yeah. I think that, that sounds like I'm gonna the find right. I'm going to find that lyric. Hold on a second. We're going to see. Okay. We're going to make sure. Okay, here you go. Here's just a taste. Here we go. Here we go. No, no. No. There we go. There you go. Go your own way. Yeah, go your own way. All right, well, I, I'm going to I'm gonna, uh, jump on top of your recommendation and say yep. 
I also agree that it's okay to do that. Like there are times where I'll have like a little pinch of nostalgia and go, oh man, I miss my high school friends. Like we used to do so much fun mm. stuff. I'll see a yearbook or an old picture or a video we made in class or something dumb. And I'll just think, oh, what a carefree, rad time that was. You're supposed to think of that time as that. It's experimental. I mean, that's when you mm. that's when you tried lesbianism and you did. A, I mean, yeah. that was a real oh, experience man. for you, right? Them were the days. <laughs> it was, uh, it's that sort of thing you, you you forget you forget how you know how formative that was. Yeah, it, uh, it but, was important. Yeah, it was it's Im- super 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 important. Right, it's really important. So I I found that time to be incre- incredibly rewarding, and um, I miss it a lot. But also. I do keep in touch with a lot of these people via Facebook and other things. And you know, things have moved on. A lot of these guys are in very different places than they were then. And I've got one friend who was the biggest ladies man in high school, like every cheerleader. He was just breaking hearts every day. Just the ladiest of men, right? Just loved him, loved him, loved him. He is now, he is now living up in Idaho as what they refer to as a bear, quote unquote, bear, uh, sort of a subset of sort of gay culture where he's a big furry gay dude mm-hmm. and well i wouldn't have figured that i wouldn't have known that how would i know that unless i'd have kept up with him on facebook but i guess yeah. my point is or had sex with him you're not exactly yeah. the same people at the end of all this like at the end of a good 20 30 year road down the road you're, you're you've all kind of molded into other stuff or become something else and and it's not what you thought it was anyway. Like it's junior high this and high guy school. This now a bear. He's a completely different <laughs> animal. He's a different animal altogether. No, yeah. it's like a. It's like I don't know. It's it's like everything is so intense when your brain is so young and you're being formed and all your hormones are flying and you're just kind of a little freak. And and it's see, it seems like such <laughs> you're a. You're not big, a freak. Don't worry. We love you. No, no, no. We love you. But it seems like a big crazy time that is just so huge in your life. But when you get past mm. it and you realize. Oh, well, that's just part biology, part awkward teenage, part this, part that. Like you're just you're just in a stage that you think is more important while you're in it than it actually is. And so later on, you know, the things that matter to your friends then or later will be their own kids, their own careers, their own places to live, their own car payments, their own other boring daily things, you know. So I think he doesn't need to worry about it. I think that the friends that will hang around will hang around. In other words, if he's if he thinks there's anything to those long-term friendships there's never been a better time to be alive because at any given time you can have them up on a video screen in your hand for free across the world and suddenly you're talking it's really truly like you know star trek time in a lot of ways so i wouldn't worry about it that's my advice for this sad I like sad it. person he I like to, didn't it. he seem a little sad or robot he's the, bro- the robot seemed a little sad to me it is. all right uh we got why not we got to use it we paid for it we're gonna use it sorry guys may as well use it um 50 bucks that was to clear that i know it's uh, expensive yeah there you go here's a question via email from someone named b okay just the letter b b they say this hello scott and terpster i have a situation i could use some hypothetical advice on sorry for the length I've been dating. It's not really. It's not really that Mid-lady. long. It says uh, I've been dating my it's girlfriend. My old chap line. <laughs> Sorry for the length. Sorry for the girth is what I'd say. Just yeah. Kidding. Well, that's, that's terrible. That's, you know, if you if you want to lie to them, it's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, he says I've been dating my girlfriend for over three years now, and I'm sure uh, that she's the one. All right. So he thinks she's going to be the one he's going to marry. Okay. We've had the discussion a few times about marriage, and I'm confident that if I ask her to marry me, that she would say yes. That's not the problem, though. The problem is. 
Over the years, I've lost touch with most of my friends due to school, moving, working, and just life in general. I haven't talked to some of my best friends, former best friends at this point, in several years. Been trying to make new friends where I'm currently uh, working, but I can't seem to get past the coworker slash actual friend threshold. Oh, I know what this is like. I don't like this threshold. Not a fan. It's real tough to tell sometimes. Anyway, mm. a lot of this is my fault because I'm a bit of a loner and I don't usually go out. I don't think I'm close enough with anyone yet uh, that I wouldn't be weird for me to ask them to be my groomsman. Uh, my other option would be to ask my girlfriend's brother. She has five, but I really don't want to go this route. He doesn't say why. Uh, well, it's a <laughs> cop out, isn't it? You know, you got it. You can't just that's like literally just being like, oh, this guy's. Hey, are you free? Mm. Nah, I'm busy. How about your buddy? Oh, he's free. Okay, okay cool. That guy can do it. It's such a yeah. meaningful assignment when it's done like yeah. that. Also, her he brothers might be dicks. I don't know. Maybe that's why. Maybe they're just could be. Could could be. be. Maybe that's it. In- implicit. He says, what should I do? I don't know if it's fair to my girlfriend to put off marriage because I don't have enough people to fill out a wedding party. Should I just work getting closer <laughs> with the coworkers I have or just suck it up and awkwardly ask? I guess I'm just uh, for some additional info. We're both in our late 20s. And she has a core group of friends from college that will be in her wedding party. Uh, either way, thanks, guys. B. Cool. So, what B, do you do? You B you're more recently brother. married than me. What do you What do you do? Yeah, well, B's got it all wrong. Like you don't you don't get married or not get married because like the the marriage itself. You don't look at it and think about oh, have I got enough people that's gonna you know, am I gonna uh, man my side's gonna be super empty. It's like that's that's not why you get married. You get married to get married. You want to get married to this uh, this lovely lady of yours. Uh-huh. Um, and I mean, man, that's that's pretty, you know, pretty crappy for her. If it's something she wants and you want, and you're like, ah, well, I'm not going to do it though, obviously, because uh, I can't think of anyone who would, you know, sit on my side and uh, someone who would plan a, you know, bachelor party and stuff like that. It's just, you know, it's stuff that's not not even a thing. Yeah, you just need to you just need to get involved, man. Get in there. Mm. I feel I feel like I you know I don't even know why we're having this conversation. Or maybe <laughs> maybe you don't want to get married, oh. and maybe you're just looking for excuses. Oh, maybe maybe that's what's happening here. I don't, I'm not I'm not going to judge you, but that's what's happened. I've judged you. It's entirely um, possible. I hadn't thought I hadn't considered that. Maybe this is just, just his smokescreen for something else. Could be. Could yeah. be. And I think that the the main thing to kind of take away from it is. Um, Build your build your your ceremony around you and your partner. So if you don't have many people and she has loads, maybe don't do the whole groom and bride side thing. Yeah, you know, make it a make it a, a not that. There are no rules, yeah. by the way. It's your wedding. Uh, all you of these traditions are what other you people's. Want. Yeah, I think uh, I think it was quite aptly said by uh, Fleetwood Mac, mm. uh, and they said you can go your own way. <laughs> Um, Scott, actually, do we have do we have that on uh, as a track? We did, <laughs> we did. We okay. don't now. Uh, okay, sorry, sorry, guys. I oh wait, no, we have we have it. Here you go. I got it. Okay, I found it. Okay, here we go. Yeah, see, go your own way. They say go your own way. way. You can go your mother. Some other word like that, right? Hold on. Don't. Yeah, oh, you can call it under. You can call some thunder. Was it? What did they say there? I don't know what they say. Phone your mother. A mummy, you can call your mummy's day. I don't know. I don't know what's yeah. happening. Anyway, no, it's good advice. Uh, here's the other thing, and I cannot emphasize this enough. So I had this experience when we got married, my wife and I, not Terpster and I. We're not married. Well, um, yeah. Um, it's not lawful yet to do the two. In hey, the, at if the same it's time. tax efficient, Scott, I'm all over it. All right. That's all I'm saying. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's make it so. 
Brexit, traditional marriage, you'd say. Um, yeah. So here's my thinking. Um, when we got married, a lot of people said, you guys should just elope. Go to Vegas or go to, you know, do something and fun. Who cares? It's, there's no drunk. rules. And yeah. I remember thinking, that sounds like fun. But then part of my brain was like, but what if all this other stuff matters somehow? Like, what if the the pomp and the circumstance and the wedding line and the cake and the and the photos and the hucking of the flowers and all this stuff, what if this all matters somehow to the to the greater good of weddings? And so maybe we should just, and we kind of went back and forth because we really considered it for a while. Now, the funny thing is my wife's parents, especially her mom, who's sort of ultra picky and conservative about things, was actually kind of all for this. She was weirdly like totally open to the idea, which freaked me out. And my yeah, mom, my mom... It, it, I'm not sure about this. My mom, who's a much more sort of liberal thinker about these sorts of things, was totally the opposite. She had to have the traditional wedding. She wanted to do it where she wanted it. Like she was freaking out that we even considered the idea. So that weirded us out, generally speaking, just the reactions of our mothers. But I remember Kim and I sat down with this long conversation about what we wanted to do. And we ultimately sided with, well, maybe we should do the traditional thing because maybe this is for everyone else as much as it is for us. It's for our parents. It's for our siblings. It's for our friends, and that nah, was that was that. that was our sacrifice. <laughs> so we did that, and we now we don't. I don't. I don't want to make it sound like it's a huge regret, but we wish had we if we could do it over with, we would have totally gone and done our own thing, because yeah. in the end of the day, like a week and a half after it's over, no one gives a crap. They don't care. I'll, I'll be honest with you, Scott. During it, I wouldn't give a crap. I'd be like, oh, it's brilliant. I'm so happy for you. But honestly, I'm thinking like, I hope they got nice food. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not sure if I want to want to sit through all this if there's no good food. They go, oh, it's a buffet. Oh, come on, <laughs> come on! If you're going to invite me out, tell me. Right. I'll, I'll, you know, I will spend as much on a present. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. I think some, you know, some people look at a wedding and think like it's a great way to get set up for life. Yeah. You know, you can invite people out, uh, and basically, you know, you give them a, a twenty dollar meal, they give you a thirty dollar present. Chiching. Yeah. You, you, you know. Well done, guys. We're making money on this. This yeah. is a business now. Yeah. But I think you know, I got married on a boat, uh, just because we we liked we liked the water. We liked boats. Yeah. We've always lived near the water, and it was a very small ceremony. I, I literally had my immediate family, uh, my wife's immediate family. Um, I invited uh, Simon Lewis from Yogs. Yeah. Uh, they didn't get me a present. Um, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay okay it's fine i'm not resentful all this time yeah. um and it was lovely though and it, it worked really well for us yeah. and the thing is is me people know me i don't like being the center of attention you know i'm a very subtle you yeah. know kind of quiet guy never the loud um, one that wants everyone to listen to you right now exactly yeah, exactly never, never that guy. um but my wife is that and so she she didn't like the idea of having like a big ceremony with loads of people around um you know it just for her it just it wasn't what she was after um so that was like okay fine yeah. you know let's let's do something that you know is is right for you it's it's our day it's our day together you know we're not trying to do this um to to make it all about me or all about you it's about balance and compromise and that's what marriage is about and yeah. i think that starts right at the beginning yeah i agree i think that's a really good uh, piece of advice and i really i envy that you were able to kind of do what you wanted with the venue you had. We we had this list of like 700 people or something, and it was ridiculous. It was like yeah, that's the thing. I saw like my um, my grandparents were invited yeah um along uh to to the uh, ceremony, and it's one of those things where actually kind of first draft uh -huh. they weren't, and so 
it's one of those things where for for me it was like I was like I don't really want them here like I've I've had a a fine relationship with my grandparents but it wasn't you know it's kind of the point for us was to try and keep it as small as possible um but the compromise I made um for my family is they were like look it's okay not inviting you know your uncles and aunts and all the rest but it would mean a lot to your grandparents if you did invite them and so I was like okay fine 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 so that was my compromise and I think you know that you you have to compromise in life um but I don't regret inviting them because I feel like still the day was very much our day it was it was built around us um and that that felt good I like that Mm. and I would I would urge you out there to not worry about any of those other details you brought up because they honestly don't mean anything they don't um you know it's about trying to find you know how do you have that awesome start to your life uh together uh, how do you set that off with the right tone? Yeah. And I don't think that is by looking for the approval of others or worrying how you're going to look um, in that in that situation. Yeah, so, you don't need anyone else's approval for this. This is all on you. Like what the the whole thing that you're saying that I think I'm saying is that everyone else is selfish about this. They want you to do a thing with your wedding because they want you to. That's not because they think you are you're going to benefit from it. It's because they think they will. So. You know, it's like when they always say when somebody dies, it's not about you're not sad that they're dead. You're sad that you're here still and they left you. Mm. It's not a it's I don't mean that to sound like, you know, there's a there's a real thing, you know, real grieving matters. I don't want to want to make it sound like that's diminished or anything. But it's important, to, I think, recognize or realize that what that is, is you feeling the the impact on you personally. And that's how people see things. So because that's all we can do. Right. That's you know, that's what we feel. We feel us feeling yeah so once in a while you have these weird breaks from normalcy where people do incredibly uh empathetic things for people uh really you know amazing bits of Mm. of human uh you know giving and you'll be like whoa that is out of the ordinary but most of the time people are really self-absorbed so i say be self-absorbed about your own wedding make it what you want it to be because nobody else they're not going to care a week's going to go by and none of them are talking about it then the next time you hear from any of those people, it's like, well, is there a baby coming? How's it going? Like, they don't care. It isn't about them. Or it's not about you. It's about them. So do your wedding. Do you. You mm. be you, right? Go your you own go way. Go your own way. Go guys. your own way. You go your own way. <laughs> oh, I shut that video down again. I should have had it up. <laughs> just keep it open. Oh, yeah. well. I'll, uh, here, we're just doing a little more of this. Here. All right, maybe. Whoa, oh, 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 God oh, damn it. Oh. We, we paid for this one. Yeah, we had, to, we had to play oh, it again. Uh, all right, so that's going to close the curtain on this uh, set of 64 episodes. I think that uh, you know what you need to do is keep yourself subscribed to the feed you're listening to this on because there will be yeah. other announcements. We're going to do a little poll thing coming up. Uh, we'll let you know when our Help other project goes live. Yeah, of, um, of HyperHelp. Yep. Um, and, um, you know, we're going to go our own way. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> w- that way will probably lead us right back to you yeah we'll so. be back to you I, I can't see why we wouldn't be but again you don't really have to do anything i mean you might mourn a little bit that you're not going to get it every single week anymore for a little while while it's on hiatus but mm-hmm. but uh that's okay the the good side is you don't have to unsub you don't have to do anything because you don't get charged if you're a patron if you're not doing patron now anyway it's no skin off you to just keep a little rss feed subbed in your pod- podcast app like you don't have to change your lives around us, okay? Just keep it all there, and uh, 
we'll float back to you in some form. And sooner or later, like sooner than later, you'll get a little uh, a little update on what we're doing with the poll. We want to get your feedback and ideas about the show and some other stuff before we uh, before we get to a place where we bring it back. So yeah, sixty four. But beyond that, yeah. if you like uh, World of Warcraft and you like World of Warcraft lore. We did a law show that went down really well over on the instance feed. Yeah. Um, so if you haven't heard it, by all means, go and check that out. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things that hopefully people appreciate. And um, oh, people, yeah, have been, I, people I, have been I, flipping out. Yeah, yeah. Still today, I get these. Oh, I finally caught up to the lore show. Oh my gosh, you guys, please don't not make these. Like people really, really like them. The downside of those is. You know, there's more work involved, especially on Terpster's end, because he's got this brain for lore that we have to tap into and like dredge and leak and squeeze out. And normally Scott does all the work, yeah, and that's why it's a bit messed up that I have to work really. So, um, <laughs> so I'm, I mean, yeah. and I end up sort of being the guy that's like you. I will be your eyes, people. I will hear this stuff and enjoy it in in the in the way that most of us with a, only a fleeting knowledge of the lore of, of the world of Warcraft and of Azeroth know. So. Uh, anyway, if you haven't checked that out, recommend you do. If that's something that doesn't interest you at all, hey, just hang in there. Hypothetical will help you back someday with uh, a whole new face. And uh, I guess that's it. Terpster, anything you want to you wanna add there at the end here? No, not really, no. Just, yeah. you know, obviously just feeling quite sorry for myself, feeling quite ill today. So yeah. apologies for the gravelly tones. I yeah. know, Scott, you're not very well <clears throat> either. I'm not. I have a fever right now and the chills, and I'm trying to pretend like I don't. So you've got the you've got the worst cough chest thing going. I've got some mm. kind of head thing. The things I blew out of my nose and sinuses this morning would make um, horror movie directors cringe and, and lurch back. So oh, really? yeah, I'm not feeling very well at all. So it is flu season. Take care of yourselves. Get your shots. Uh, don't don't touch your face with your hands. Uh, clean off the doorknobs. Uh, clean up your boogery kids. Don't take them to school and spread it. All that kind of stuff. Good advice. There's some hey. There's some parting hype. Guys. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, thanks everybody uh, take care oh and if any of you are in Anaheim uh, the weekend of the uh, November 3rd and 4th Terpster and I will be there please say hi yes. if you are a fan of the show or otherwise uh, go to hypotheticalhelp.com for all the archives it's going to do it for us for me and for Terpster we'll see you next time bye bye This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. I'm just kidding. Oh, God damn it. <laughs>